for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. All right, friends, here we are, one week before the 2020 presidential election, watching COVID cases rise around the world, even while we're feeling so down with this pandemic stuff, sensing that our country is on edge socially and economically. And the thing is, being in this middle stage isn't a picnic, even the the best of times. We already have so much to figure out about what we want to do now and who we are. But good news We have a lifetime of courage and tenacity to draw from. We've been through tough times before, and we're still here. On the endurance scale, we're way up there. So I have to share this little story that my husband and I bring up every once in a while to remind ourselves how our capacity to handle challenges in life has grown over the years. Toward the end of our first year, we were married. We were expecting our first baby, and we were having problems with our health insurance. They were saying they weren't going to pay all the expenses for the birth. And we were not only barely making it on our income at the time, but Mike was going to return to school to finish his degree for the next couple of years. And so our economic status was going to get even harder. Well, we got so stressed out that we were both starting to grind our teeth while we were sleeping. That isn't something either of us had ever done before or since for that matter. But it all just felt so heavy and scary at the time. Well, now that seems so trivial, and we recount all the major things we've been through since then, and some challenges that we face today, but we don't grind our teeth and we can handle it. These days, we usually have many things we're concerned about all at once, even some things of eternal consequence. But our capability, our emotional resilience is 10x what it used to be. I know this is true for you as well. At the same time, the uncertainty in the world continues rising, and it's a really good time to be intentional about leveling up our emotional resilience. So let's talk about when you're feeling pushed to the edge of your breaking point, and why emotional resilience can help you bend and bounce back. What do we think of when we hear that concept of emotional resilience? Basically, it means to cope well with stress and crisis situations. And for me, building this resilience means training all three of the essential parts of my being. We know we're beings made up of a mind, a body, and a spirit that work together. When you think about it, there's so much info and so many resources now to learn about taking care of your body. It's actually a little overwhelming there so much. But for sure, we've all been deliberate at times trying out things that could make us healthier and stronger in some way. So that help is freely available. I just need to decide what I want to do to develop physical resilience and put it into action. We also have well-established sources to help us with spiritual insight and growth. So we have somewhere to turn to to teach us how to come closer to God. Personally, the faith and insight that I've gained from being involved with my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is really my most treasured knowledge. So I know where to go and what to do to increase my spiritual resilience. But where do we get training for building resilience in our mind? 
And I'm not talking about just mental knowledge, knowing a lot of facts and information. That's what so much of our education was, right? I'm talking about our inner world, our thoughts, our moods, our decisions, what we pay attention to, and especially in this context, our emotional resilience. Therapists can help us with our most desperate mental health issues. But what about the everyday patterns of thought that run our minds and therefore our lives? Our inner world is not something to dismiss because ultimately all of the actions we take and all of the outcomes we create in life have their roots in our mind. So my fellow midlifers in our stage, very few of us were taught mindset and emotional skills directly. It was kind of a hit or miss emotional education. It just wasn't the thing when we were growing up and getting through early adulthood. Of course, we did learn what seems to work or not work from examples around us like our parents and friends and our own experience. And we've all definitely come a long way. And probably we've all done some intentional personal development along the way, like reading books. I was a productivity junkie for years and read so many books. I bet most of us have read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And now we have all these podcasts and videos online and all kinds of training available. But given the conditions that we're living in now, it's not time to coast on what we picked up on on the way. We are here now and we have things to do. So let's talk about being intentional about raising our emotional resilience in midlife. We have three tracks in our lives of developing and expanding our purpose and identity. So I have an imaginary story for you about a seed. Yes, there once was a seed named Alberta. Alberta had been buried in the middle of a big sack of hundreds of seeds that looked just like her for a whole nine months. And that was fine with her. She didn't know any different and she didn't know what else was possible anyway. And then one day she felt the whole sack lifted up and she shifted around with all her fellow seeds as they were carried off. At last the sack was dropped to the ground with a rustle. Slowly all of her seed friends above her were taken away and then she was picked up out of the sack too. The light was blinding but fortunately it didn't last long. She glimpsed a wide empty field with furrows surrounded by trees and hills and then she was dropped into damp earth and covered over with a nice, soft layer of soil. Alberta liked her quiet, dark spot right away, but in just a few minutes, cold water poured down, and now she was in a messy, muddy mush. That didn't feel so good. Suddenly, she was really homesick for her sack and her friends. A few days went by, and Alberta started to get accustomed to the cold watering, and the sun warming her up in the day. She was surprised that she started to feel an irrepressible impulse to move and reach for the sun, and even more surprised when she realized she actually could. Sometimes it was uncomfortable, but her desire and determination pushed her to slowly grow up and up until she broke through the soil into the open air, and she was also driven to send her roots reaching down and down, anchoring her deeper. And it didn't stop there. She kept pushing, reaching, and expanding, and it felt amazing. She put out one leaf, two leaves, three leaves, ten leaves, and around her she saw her former seed friends were growing up in the field too. It was all so exciting. Then one day a big green grasshopper jumped on her top leaf and took a big bite out of it. Ouch! She drooped a little. She was confused. 
The grasshopper didn't bother the other growing plants around her. That wasn't fair. Why her? The next day, the grasshopper came back, and Alberta froze in fear as it took five more bites out of her gleaming young leaves. Now she was struggling with shock and not able to capture as much sun as she needed. She was fading fast. Alberta gathered every bit of strength and energy she had and produced three more leaves in the next few days to feed and protect herself. From then on, she focused all her attention on getting as big and strong as she possibly could so she could survive any future attacks. Pretty soon, she looked around and realized she was bigger and healthier than some of the other plants, even though they hadn't been harmed by the grasshopper. Alberta kept pushing her growth, and it was so fun and yet so challenging all at the same time. Her roots hit rocks that she had to grow around. Winter came and covered her with snow and stopped her from growing at all. When spring warmed her again, she burst into pink blooms with joy. That was a surprise. She had no idea she could do that. And she was also surprised and so proud when she produced her first five velvety peaches. Now she was starting to see what she was and what she was capable of. Soon she was a good-sized peach tree and little pests and rocks and snow didn't worry her as much anymore. In time, she managed to recover from bouts of powdery mildew and June beetles, using that same determination to keep thriving and growing. She loved being part of the orchard. She noticed all the peach trees in the orchard grew a little differently, depending on the conditions they experienced. Some were in colder spots, some had persistent weeds, some had broken branches, some had pesky birds eat their peaches. One late spring, when all the orchard was in full bloom, there was an unexpected hard freeze. All of the blossoms in the orchard faded and dropped at once. There was a sense of sadness in the orchard as there would be no peaches that year. As the summer came on, it was hot and dry, and they got none of the usual rain. Alberta and all the trees in the orchard started to dwindle and lose strength. At the end of a long, exhausting summer, a howling, fierce storm thrashed the weakened trees, tearing off branches and leaving the orchard in chaos. All the long winter, some of the trees began to wither and fail in discouragement. It seemed spring would never come. Even when the rains and sunshine finally showed up, some of the trees seemed to have given up already and didn't bother putting out blossoms. Alberta looked around with care and concern. How could she help? She dug deep and pulled in all the resilience stored in her deep roots and her strong trunk. She sprouted an extravaganza of new twigs and blossoms in a spectacular display of defiance and victory over all the hard times that had tried to take the orchard down. When the discouraged trees saw Alberta flourishing, they were reassured and they saw it was possible even in hard times. They took heart and found the hope and energy to send out their own blossoms. Soon the orchard was fragrant and glowing with pink blossoms and filled with a sense of revival. Just like Alberta, we have three tracks of personal growth that are all going on at the same time. And the first one is your personal journey. You came here with a deep inborn drive to grow and become your very best, brightest self. You were planted here on earth and you didn't even know your full possibility yet, but you're created with a spark of life that is determined to progress. Just like trees don't stop growing in their whole lifespan, you always have that inner drive to keep growing, to expand who you are and what you contribute to the world. 
The second track is that then you also grow through personal challenges, circumstances out of your control that affect your life, things that your neighbor might not experience at all, but you go through the whole heartbreaking, soul-stretching ordeal. There's so many of these, we couldn't possibly name them all from economic stress to addiction in your family to losing someone you love to traumatic injuries. And we could just go on and on what these personal challenges could be. And then the third track is then we add to that the global challenges that affect the whole communities, even the whole world at once. And these alarming situations add this whole new level of opportunity to put emotional resilience into play. The reality is we pretty much have all three of these going on at the same time. Pandemics and civil unrest and elections don't mean that your personal stuff gets to take a break for a while. That's why emotional resilience is so critical. Now in this stage of your life, you deserve to understand your mind and gain some new skills that serve you better. The field of personal development, emotional management, and life coaching has come a long, long way, and it's a good time to take advantage of it. I like to think of us, who have a lot of living behind us already, as investing in ourselves and who we are still becoming by updating our minds with some powerful new patterns of thought. I call it a midlife relight, where we level up our emotional resilience and re-envision the possibility of who we are and what we can accomplish in this stage of our lives. This process would always be valuable, but now it's critical because of the world situation and what is coming. There are two main reasons I think we should take this seriously. And the first is, let's do this for ourselves and how we want to show up in these extraordinary times. As hard as this is, can you see what an honor and privilege it is to be here now? It's not an accident. I know you have a mission. Can you feel deep in your heart and soul that you're here now for a reason, that you have a role to play in all that's happening? Secondly, we're in the stage of life where we have a big influence on our families, our friends. We lead in work and church and communities. We set the tone. People are depending on us to be a source of reassurance and strength in tough times. Are we totally up for the task? How can we get even better, even stronger? How can we help each other take the big leaps of faith and courage that may be required ahead? So I offer to you that you could decide to make building your emotional resilience a priority now, along with your spiritual and physical strength, to engage in a midlife relight. There are great resources available to help you. Of course, as a life coach, I believe in the value of one-on-one -on -one coaching. Life coaching is like coaching in sports. A good coach can observe what a player is doing well, what their strengths are, and also where they can improve. They can see the weak spots and give the player the right exercises and drills to become the best player they can be. No one ever gets to the Olympics or the Super Bowl or the Masters Golf Tournament without a coach. We just can't see our own blind spots or what will help us overcome them. A life coach can help you see how your patterns of thought and feelings are affecting your life, your decisions, your goals, your relationships, your work, all of it. 
and what you can do to keep growing and expanding the way you want to. Basically, to live a happier, better life regardless of the circumstances going on outside. So here's one small thing you can do now that's relevant. Go follow my Instagram account. I'm at Midlife Confidence Coach because in election week, I'm going to post something every day about managing our thoughts and feelings about the election and the results. So the election is a big thing for sure, but that doesn't mean we have to get overwhelmed by the drama of it all. This is the perfect circumstance to practice some emotional resilience skills. What we learn through practice in one thing teaches us the skills that benefit all areas of our life. So we can use this as a boot camp to build our emotional resilience. And if you're listening to this after the election, maybe even a long time after the election, I'm sure there's something going on right now that will give you an opportunity to use some emotional resilience. So give yourself credit for the emotional resilience you already have. I know you're already a star in so many ways. Decide that you deserve to invest in developing that to an even higher level so you can light up with confidence even in the most challenging times ever. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com, or message me on social media at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching could help you. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.